on earth is that? It's a journey into comics network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chibi chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Today, it's Journey into Comics 338. I am your host, Nate. Another rhyme. God damn it. I didn't mean it happens every eight. And I don't it, it's, happened, it's happened a lot. But anyways, today back on JIC joining me yet again. He is the pod master of our little shindig we got going on here welcome back to the show yet again brando hey when a week late and a dollar short here this week on the show we took a week off to make sure that we could all be together to discuss the wandavision finale and series as a whole uh so you know please uh, you know bear with us in, in that big delay uh, but it's good to be back here on the show with 338. Last episode should have been titled Oxygen Deprivation because that's exactly what was going on in the room. There was nowhere to breathe. Literally, Ooh. there was so much laughing. I was hung over the next day. I literally felt sluggish. Mm-hmm. I was so... Lethargic. Lord, I don't know if you heard <laughs> that. but that... The, beef. the beefs, bro. It's the beefs. Oh, okay, so... Probably what that was was here. Let me put clothes on you. <laughs> That's Anyways, no, it's good to be here. Of course, we got our one and only the stepdad of the Yee-hee. Journey Comics Network. Ty is back. Dad's back, kids. Dad is back. Um, good to be here on the show. We're going to be talking about one division, but before we do, fellas, I got a story, a tale. Oh, bring it. Oh bring shit, the tale. Daddy. Well, I'm in the club. If you didn't know. Mm-hmm. If you haven't peeped my social media on my Facebook, or uh, if you're not on my Facebook at Brandon Games on Instagram, I sometimes post there. I got a PS5. Mm-hmm. I saw. Right. Jelly Bellies, babe. I'm I, Jelly Bellies. You know, um, er, 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 like everybody will get theirs. Um, let me, let me tell you the story about how I got the PS five. So, um, can I, can I throw something in here real quick? Sure. Yes. Um, Nate, I, I want you to, to jump in here too, real quick. Um, sure. my theory is that Brandon killed a man. I think so. 
to get this PlayStation because he shanked the bitch. I'm I'm saying he walked into Walmart. Um, uh, what was that Denzel Washington movie? Where Training he, Day? No, not not. I'm not talking about pushing somebody's shit in. Um, I'm talking about uh, you don't got mad squabbles. John John Q. That's what it is. Where he <laughs> where he where he takes control of the hospital. <laughs> I you're took gonna control. Put, you're gonna put my son on this donor list to get his heart. And Brandon's like in the back of Walmart, sharpened toothbrush up against a, a poor poor clerk's neck. You're gonna put me on that PS5 list. I'm gonna shank you. Yes. Very Unfortunately, cool. sir, he's like you said too much. Yep. Um, that was very close. Ooh. <laughs> that was very close. That's actually dangerously close for how for how accurate that description is. So, uh, uh, Walmart was announcing a drop. Of course, they announced their drops, um, pretty much a day in advance, or like if you're following it, follows a bunch of people. Follow. There's a bunch of accounts on Twitter that will. Literally, uh, that I I followed so many of them. That's all my Twitter timeline was was news and rumors about drops <laughs> when they were going to happen, and uh, so it got confirmed. Walmart was having a drop at three p.m. Uh, last Thursday, and uh, I got home at I pulled in the driveway at two fifty six. Damn, my wife was already primed to try try to get one. So I saw a method on Twitter. And uh, this guy said, I've gotten three of them this way for my homies. I'm like, well, I want to be a homie. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up on this method. He says, when you're going to do a Walmart drop, go, first off, use your app on your phone. Don't use the desktop. The app is a little bit faster with the bandwidth for whatever reason. Okay. You know, at, right at 3 o'clock or 2.59. Start refreshing the page until you get the add to cart button. You get that add to cart button, you better be fast, but you're going to miss it. He's like, odds are you're not getting in. They are going to go, boom, that fast. But wait on. Wait a second. Do not refresh that page. The moment you get an add to cart button, do not refresh it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Ten minutes later, they're going to do another wave. So at 3.09, start hitting add to cart. It's going to say, can't do that. So you hit okay. So then you hit add to cart. It'll say no. You keep going. Add add okay. Add okay. Add okay. Add okay. Add okay. Boom. You're in. As soon as you get in there, you better get out quick. Okay. This ain't already be logged in with your payment method ready. Oh, dude, you know you better go. I mean, we're not we're not making love. This is to get in and get out. Okay. The quickest quickie. No, oh, the quickest quickie. So I'm in there. Boom. 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 Go to get my card. It's not there. She said she added the card. What's going on? Uh, wait. Oh, shit. She's got her own card. Click. Shit. The code. Boom, boom, boom. Too late. Out of stock. So I was pretty dejected. Literally. Within seconds, my wife said, Hank got you one. So my buddy Hank messaged Kate earlier on in the day, and he's like, "Are you guys still looking for a PS4, or PS5?" She's like, "Yeah, we're going to do the Walmart drop today." He goes, "Oh, all right." He goes, "Because he told her, hey, I was going to tell you to follow this Twitter account, but I'll leave you alone." 
what we did not know is that he took it upon himself to try and get me one. So I had two chances. Same thing happened to him. He missed that first one. And I missed that second one, but he got it. And he sold it to me for sticker price. Oh, wow. Very sweet. And and he sent me the confirmation, and it said delivery by April 10th. I'm like, that's a long ways away. <laughs> but I will wait. It didn't take that long. It came in on Monday. Wow. So What games you got? Uh, only one. <laughs> well, okay, so it comes with AstroBot, which is a built-in... S- Essentially tech demo <laughs> for the controller. It's what it is. It is like a Mario style uh, platformer collection type game. With if you've been a PlayStation fan since the PS One, there's so many callbacks. Like so many. You play as this little robot, and the PS Four they were inside the controller. You know, and then you're running around as this little robot inside the PlayStation Five, unlocking all this shit. And as you go along, you get um, puzzle pieces to unlock like this big PlayStation mural, uh, mural from like uh, the original to now, and and then you unlock um, artifacts that are literally every single piece of merch or anything that they've ever released, ever. So like every single wow. console revision. There was even the GPS lo- uh, the the GPS transmitter for like the PSP. I'm like, <laughs> and it's all like there's a room you can go to and it's all there, you know. Literally, it's just a love letter to PlayStation. It's all that game is. But it's cool because uh, they utilize every aspect of the new controller, including those awesome triggers. Cannot state enough. Those triggers change the game. They're better than the Xbox little rumble thing. They actually add resistance to whatever you're doing. Wow. So there's this thing where I had to get... The robot got into a robot monkey suit kind of like Hulkbuster but monkey suit and you had to use the motion and the triggers to climb and there were some of them if you press the trigger too hard they would break and it would actually you could feel the resistance from when you had to not do that and then of course you get like a bow and arrow you feel the pull on the bow when you're shooting like a Gatling gun it's like kicking back really neat really cool stuff so I also got Miles Morales and I'm going to finish up I never finished the DLC for Spider-Man for the first one. So I was doing that. And uh, it it looks fucking fantastic. It looks amazing. I was running Spider-Man on performance uh, ray tracing mode. So it's like 4K. Not locked at 60, but uh, but it has ray tracing. And literally, when I... Whatever it would... It would only really dip when there's so much going on. But it, but it bounced back so fast that it's not noticeable, you know. To bounce down from 60 to, like, like high 40s and back up real fast, you're not going to notice that because, like, especially when, when you're in motion, the the only time that I notice frame rate drop is when I'm playing in a, a game that's at 30 and it drops down into, into, like, below 20, right? For sure. So I got to come home early on Monday. Work was like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, bye. So I got to be home early and pick up the console. Literally, when went right, right when it came in. I on, on, Over the weekend, I'd ordered an, a, a second controller and Spider-Man. Uh, and it came in on Tuesday. Work was canceled on Tuesday. Work was canceled on Wednesday. Man, you couldn't have planned this better, right? So, uh, Nate, you and I were supposed to do a podcast on Wednesday. You were feeling under the weather. I said, don't worry about it. You rest up. Because it's your day off. 
right? And uh -huh. like, it was because you had that PlayStation. You're like, oh, I was already set up and ready to go. Oh, nice. But you know, uh, Joe was worried that he that we'd be angry at him because <laughs> he made a decision. But literally, you're like, I'm sick. I'm like, all right, uh, we can't start till later. I have to cook dinner later. Nate, let me tell you this: me cooking dinner didn't happen. You was gaming too much. My 4K TV broke. What? Yeah. This is my eyes right now. What? Yeah. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. So, um, gotta ask, what happened? Well, I, so what I was going to do with that time that we were not going to be podcasting uh, was podcasting. I was going to record a podcast for Game Addicts. Uh, literally in the afternoon, I really can't play games after the ki after the baby's up anyway, because if he gets too bored, he starts getting into shit. He starts getting into shit. It's trouble because then you know you heard him screaming when he's getting his clothes changed. When you try to redirect him from like trying not to kill himself, he gets angry at you, screeching in your face, trying to slap you in the face. That's difficult when you're trying to protect a child. <laughs> from himself yeah so literally you know I was going to take advantage of um, it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, and, I, and, I, and I was just playing Spider-Man and the TV turned off and then it turned back on and it turned off turned back on and then it turned off turned back on and then it turned off that's all it does now by the way Um. so instantly trying to troubleshoot this TV and tried the basic shit, unplug it, wait, plug it back in, the same shit. And in fact, the moment you plug it in, it powers up, shuts back down. Powers, it just, it just boot cycle. It just, it's, it's like stuck in a boot loop. So we had to put the old TV back up, and I bought this TV in November of 2019, so it's just out of warranty. God damn it. So I'm very upset and very pissed off. You know, um, I was very blessed to have a good friend that would hook me up with a PS5, right? And I got one. And I got to enjoy it, and it's what it's made to do in its resolution for about a day and a half. Because I bought the 4K TV when I did, so I would be prepped and ready to go. I didn't have a 4K TV yet. I was still rocking a TV from 10 years ago. But I bought it in preparation. I'm like, and I, I, I did my complete and utter homework, had a complete budget figured out. I wasn't going to spend over $1,000 on a TV. And I found one that I thought worked best for what I was going to use it for and for also watching badass movies on. And it was a great TV. It looked fantastic. Playing uh, The Last of Us Part 2 on that TV. With that HDR. Ugh. I can only imagine what an update would do for that game. On, on that TV. Anyway, guys. <sighs> trying to figure out what the problem was. And literally... <laughs> if you ever try to troubleshoot a TV. 
it can be so many different things. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, since it's out of warranty, yesterday I opened that some bitch up. There's no there's no screws on the back of the TV, fellas. It's not there. How do you open it up then? It's you, you have it to off? you have it's like a cell phone, and you have to get in between the crevices. Except I didn't have the proper tool for it, so I went and borrowed one of Wyatt's brick breakers from his Lego set. Yes, those are great. The orange brick breaker is great. I I, I completely ravished his brick breaker to get into this thing. Uh, but I got in, and thankfully, um, there was a, a, a like a YouTube channel with this dude. He, he, all he does is do like quick little tutorial videos on how to diagnose some stuff wrong with the TV. Not really, not necessarily how to fix it, but it's like, hey man. Uh, they're going to be this part and do this, do that. And so essentially after doing the long diagnosis uh, based off what he was doing, because it was not the same TV, but it was the same parts ish. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you can recognize like the power board is the same. The main board is the same. The Wi-Fi is the same. However, the LCD board is where my problem is because, um, when I unplugged that, it stopped boot looping. When I plugged it back in, I got picture for like three seconds. And then it oh. went black and went away. And then started boot looping. So I have a bad LCD board. The problem is... I can't figure out how to get to this, like, okay, so these boards are on, and you open up the back of the TV, they're right there on the back. This thing is underneath the metal uh, RF shielding, essentially, because it's connected straight straight to the screen and the LED strips. And these, it's like two long, almost the length of the TV, uh, PCB boards. So I can't figure out how to get in there yet, and I don't know how much that part will be, and I can't even guarantee if I bought that part and replaced it myself if it would fix the issue. You could just open up a whole new can of worms. And if I pay somebody else to do it, I might as well just buy a new fucking TV. At that point. Maybe a lesser quality TV, like not the $800 that I spent on this one. Which yeah, I'm still eight hundred dollars pretty... now is a different, better TV than it was two a- years ago. Actually, so actually, it's the same damn price. That model's the same fucking price. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, like I was, I, I, I was not very happy. I mean, it's only a TV. So, is that first world problems? Absolutely. I'll admit that. You know, not everybody has money to buy a new TV. I don't have money to buy a new TV, but I'm about to. But um, I know there's not a worse feeling in the world, though, than, like, getting off work from your day or, like, gearing up to watch some shit. You go to turn your TV on, and then it just black screens you or I'm re- I feel really burned. Uh, yeah. The fact that 14 months after I bought this television, it is shit. So What I, brand? So we Samsung. Can Samsung. I have three Samsung televisions. The very first HDTV I ever bought in 2008, it still works. It's in the kids' room. The one that I put back up in the living room was one that I bought 10 years ago. And 
when I was buying a television, it was between that one and the LG. And it was close. It, it was really close. But ultimately, I chose the Samsung due to, at this point, brand loyalty. Because they haven't done me wrong. They just did me wrong. Do you think, I mean, I guess it, it's known pla now because it doesn't matter. But, like, do you think you could get a hold of Samsung and be like, hey, dog, like, y'all burn me. This is like a month out. What the F? And maybe they could send you a replacement board or something. Mm. I don't know. So, no, they won't do that. <laughs> I like that you were gearing up to say, like, a long thought out answer and then it dialed down from your thought to no. <laughs> no, uh, they won't do that. It's out of warranty. They don't give a shit about me other than we can have one of our technicians look at it. If I hired uh, Best Buy to come look at it, like the Geek Squad, since I didn't purchase the extended warranty on it, uh, it would cost me $100 just to get them out here to look at it because it's bigger than 42 inches, which you cannot... They have to come to your house, do a house call. So it, it, just, they, it costs them $100 just to get out here. Not to mention the cost and parts and labor and all that shit. So after all that... You know, I've had to pick out a new TV. Um, there's other stuff that we want to do before that. So, like, literally, the moment that we get any sort of stimulus money, we have to start making a big budget of, you know, stuff we're getting for the house. We're going to rearrange this whole bedroom to where I have an office space, and we're going to put LEDs up along the sides, like, like, the, like, like the wall, so it's going to have, like, a cool nice. vibe about it when we record podcasts. I'm going to have my own little space that I can retreat to instead of having to dig out a nook in here now to do the podcast like I'm doing now. So it's going to kind of replace my back game room while combining it with the bedroom, having my own little space. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Uh, and then a few other things. So, um, no, as awesome as it is, like I, 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 I felt like within a few days, I just felt like as like happy as a kid on Christmas. And then, and then just got kicked in the dick. Um, the worst part is, is that when it happened, I, I didn't know why. I was just sitting there playing. I'm just sitting there chilling, playing a little bit, thinking, okay, baby's going to wake up in probably like 45 minutes to an hour. I have a little bit to play. Then I'll gear up and go do my podcast. And then I'm like, the fuck? And I thought I hit the button on the remote. And it wouldn't, I tried everything. And then what I do appreciate is people like the dude on that YouTube channel doing, you know, doing, doing the good work of people out there because with his help, you know, well, number one, it was a heck, heck of a, uh, an issue just to get the TV open. <laughs> Here I am in my game room with a pack and play where, the, where a kid sleeps and there's only so much room in there with a 55 inch TV and I'm in there. Uh, trying to pop open the back of this thing, trying to get my fingers underneath, get rip my fingernails off my, you know, off like off my Ow. finger. I'm I'm trying to get in there. I finally get it open, and uh, just to see, is it the power board? No, it isn't the power board. One by one. So the plan is now to get a new TV, but later, uh, a little bit later, much later, even. I don't care when. I'm gonna try and fix that TV. If I've dialed it down to possibly being the LCD board, 
if I can figure out what parts I need, and if they're not astronomically expensive to buy, when Might I as well go for it. Like, say if they cost me like seventy bucks. Seventy dollars fixes my eight hundred dollar TV. Eight hundred dollars gets me a new eight hundred dollar TV. Uh, I'm only gonna spend like I'm not gonna spend another eight hundred dollars. I can't do that, and I can't justify that to myself after being burned totally. like this. Totally, and, you know. I understand that these things happen, and uh, that's just the way of the world. Here's a here's kind of a uh, man. It's a question. It's a question that doesn't make me feel good, but you know, a situation like this is obviously awful. I've bitched about it in the past. It's weird to think about, but what is what is the bigger lesson here? I guess. Was it a mistake to spend $800 on a TV or was it a mistake to not spend 50 or 75 bucks, whatever it is on the extended warranty? Or is it, is it a learning? Is it a lesson that the corporation should learn and their warranty should be longer or they should make more reliable product? You know, there's, it's a whole, like compounding rabbit hole that you can go down. Obviously it's awful and that sucks. No. And, and you're absolutely right. I should have purchased the extra warranty, but should you have to, you know? Right. Um, so when I purchased this next one, um, my, and and my gracious wife who obviously has her own thought process about the whole thing of like, and I completely understand this. Like you have televisions and I'm like, I know I have televisions. We're gracious Not enough. 4K. We, I'm gracious enough to have televisions, but literally. But here's the here's the. Uh, I, now I, I I didn't tell her this, so she's so she, and I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she's not going to hear this. <laughs> uh, no, um, I would tell her, but it never came up. Um, it's like getting a badass engine for a Mustang, but for whatever reason, your Mustang will no longer hold this engine. <laughs> You're. Something underneath that chassis will not be like it broke and you have to get a whole new body, a whole new Mustang body. And she's like, but you have an Impala. Put it, put, put that engine in your Impala. I don't want to put it in my goddamn fucking Impala. Okay. And she's you like, put it in the Pinto. You're like, <laughs> shut up. I'm like, no. leave. Get out of here now. No. And, but no, guys. Um, take a minute when you're going to make a big purchase. And uh, think about what the, like, for example, I, I bought this television through Best Buy. They offer Geek Squad protection for, I believe it's like 60 bucks, 70 bucks for two years, $100 for five years, right? And it also varies on how much you're spending on your television. If you spend $1,500 on a TV, it's going to be more expensive. But for, the, but for the replacement, I'm looking to spend under $500 uh, for the replacement. I'm getting a Vizio. M class. Hey, Vizio's dope. Um, I I did my homework between it and it was it was going to be between it and a Sony model around the same price point because I didn't feel like spending another eight hundred dollars. Right, like I I can justify maybe spending another five and then getting a warranty on it. And because then my thought process is is like okay, I get this new TV. Um, it, it like it'll satiate what I want, I guess, and but. The hope is I can fix the other one. You know, I'm not a guy who has extensive knowledge in soldering, but you shouldn't need to from what I've seen. You should be able to get the new shit in there 
hook it up to your LED strips and hook that up with your uh, ribbon cable that goes into your uh, main board. So, and then the main board, yeah, so like, it should work. Uh, if it doesn't work, I'm out 70 bucks. If it does work, I can try and sell one of my other TVs for, this, for the amount of cost of parts. There you go. So, that's my happy, sad story, guys. Almost half hour in the show. Brando's happy, sad story. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, the PlayStation's fun, uh, but but it, I, I can't say it didn't deflate me to just be like, oh, this is awesome to what the fuck. Yeah. So then, like, what am I doing when I'm sitting here at home, right? Like, yesterday, I'm like, I got to figure out what's wrong with this TV, you know? Is it those the is the issue at hand and, and I'm like this too, that's why I'm asking. For me, when I'm in that situation, I have to fix the TV, not necessarily because of anything other than the fact that the TV is the thing that makes the thing that I really am excited about work. And now I can't work the thing I'm really excited um, about. And if I put it on another TV, sure the experience is nice and it's cool to play the games sure. and stuff, but it does not look as good. I think for me that is part of it, but it, but it's the principle of the matter. I shouldn't have to be right now re- be replacing a TV that I bought in November of 2019. That's big dumb. You know, I shouldn't have to be doing that. Like, you know, um, but I am. Uh, and I'm trying to make the best of it. But something like this, when something like this happens, uh, and a big investment like that fails on me, and if it's out of warranty, there's nothing that anybody else can do about it and I'm just kind of, you know, screwed. I become kind of obsessive <laughs> in my own mind and it, you know, and that's a flaw in me. I become obsessive in trying to figure out if if I can solve the problem myself. You know, thankfully, I'm not a guy who can sit here and like solder like PCB boards, but, I, but I'm a guy who can crack open something and try to troubleshoot. And, you know, I've opened up enough systems. I opened up the PS4. You know, I, I worked on my own PS4. I had to. I actually had to replace the entire power supply in my base PS4. Like, that's something that I've done. It wasn't that hard. So, you know, the, <laughs> the hardest thing about that TV was getting into the damn thing. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> and, I, and I really hope nobody else has to go through that. But, uh, uh, no, I just wanted to share that story with you guys because, uh, you know, uh, upon further inspection, the Geek Squad policy would probably fix my problem. Um, would it fix it if I just picked up my phone and threw it at my TV and broke it? No. Probably not. <laughs> but if I have a component in the TV that quit working on me like that, because I paid for that, if I did, they would come out and replace it for me. So the next TV that I buy, one of the other reasons I picked the model that I picked, being a little bit cheaper than the other one, is so I could tack on the extra $100 to get the five-year warranty. Yeah, yeah. Because if I buy this motherfucker and it fails me on day on after five years and one day, <laughs> which I know it will now that I've said it and have willed it into existence, at least then I can, you know what? I had five years instead of 14 yeah. months. You that know, true. in five years, my, my, my oldest, he's going to be 10. He's going to be like, Dad, remember when our TV broke? And I'll be like, why do you remember this stuff? Don't talk to me about it. 
I'm already pissed off enough about the goddamn TV <laughs> that I still can't fix. He was asking, like, he, okay, so I don't have the original remote for the old TV. I have an old Xfinity remote that I stole when we didn't give it back. <laughs> um, but, it, but it works to turn the TV on and turn volume up and down and mute. That's all I needed to do on that old TV. Uh, <laughs> back to the functionality of things. It has so many more buttons than the Samsung remote because it was so simple. He's like... What is that button? Why is it? Why is there an A, B, C, and D button? Why is this? <laughs> what is this do? I'm like, leave me alone, child. Why with the questions? Quit talking to me. But speaking of questions, I have to ask, and I'm going to start with Nate. What did Bring you think me. of the finale of WandaVision? Man. Hmm. Uh... I think that's a pretty loaded question because to say what I thought about the series finale, I in some ways also have to tell you how I felt about the entire series. So to briefly summarize that thought, because I know we don't want to sit here all day and all night about my opinion of the show. I think this is very, very brave TV. I think that to make a series that is so well done while also leaving fans wanting more which is what you want in mm-hmm. uh in anything in music or in art you always got to leave the person who is enjoying it wanting more because if you fulfill them with everything they will not come back it's just a fact of life why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free as they say you know So as far as the finale, I thought it wrapped up everything beautifully and it really put a nice bow on this series. I thought that, um, you know, some questions we had were properly answered. I think that there are more questions now than before we saw the finale based on what we don't know, how things spin out of this as well. Um, I think that if this is the benchmark as of right now for Disney's Marvel television shows, we have nothing but awesomeness to come and that we're going to really be having fun discussions talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Definitely when Loki comes around, if this is their benchmark, we have awesome stuff to come for sure. I feel very, very confident in saying all the things they have on their docket in the very near future are going to be bangers for sure. What about you, T.Y.? Man, uh, what? You know, I, I, I since, and I, I watched the finale um, actually a few days uh, after you guys did, um, and that was part of the reason why we waited a week uh, to record the show and whatnot. So I've had, um, especially the last couple of days, a lot of, I guess just like different little tidbits of time where I was just thinking about WandaVision, which is one of the first things that I wanted to talk about because how surprising of a show was this? You know, it, it, it it defied a lot of, um, I guess it, it defied a lot of known formulas of what makes, a TV series successful, let alone a, like a new TV series successful, but it, they did it at the same time. They they went through every successful genre of of mainstream television, 
you know, in the last uh, 70 years. And so, and they picked like every little like finite detail that made all of them successful, you know, and think, think about how many theories just the three of us had about different characters and, you know, based on their history and, you know, this story's going to go this way and this plot line's going to go this and this is why this is going to be relevant. You know, and we were wrong on all of it. <laughs> which collectively, excuse me, which collectively, you know, I've seen a, a shit ton of memes since the finale that are like, let's let's discuss all of our fan theories that never went true and it or never that that never became true. Um, what a fantastic show! Just overall, I mean, I don't know. Total, total underdog of a series. I think. Um, I'm not. I'm not super jazzed and excited uh, to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, it's going to be like a buddy cop movie, and and then and there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Um, but now. Just the vibe of, of of WandaVision has made me definitely more excited to see Doctor Strange, but um, I'm anxious to see a, more of, of kind of a similar tone probably with the Loki show later in the year. So I agree a lot with what you said there because by defying our expectations uh, – and what we want. This is the first show. Uh, some people were, some people online were disappointed that a lot of these big fan theories didn't come th- come true. And whenever you have a series that gets so popular, uh, you know, and, and 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 it's a testament to how well the show was received overall. Because within just its one short season, it became the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, for to and what do you have? Then you get fan theories. You like look at all the big other shows uh, that you know that have gone along. Like you know, I mean, just looking at like Game of Thrones, Game, you know, you know, theories. What's going to happen? You know, Star Wars. What's going to happen? And a lot of times when they don't do what you expected them to do, there's a backlash on that. I don't feel that for this. In mm-hmm. fact, I feel that they took it in a different direction that you didn't expect. And succeeded at it. Uh, you know, uh, I just read today. Uh, Jack Schaefer, right? She wrote the series, right? She directed all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, said today, or recently in an interview, she had no intention of any misleading uh, misconceptions with Mephisto. Because she said, I had no idea who Mephisto even was until I started doing media. For the show, so she had no idea, and people are like, "It's Mephisto," and she's like, "Who?" <laughs> well, I want to say, and and that's a good point to bring up. But I also read uh, one of the per- maybe maybe she was the. Mm, I'm not sure who exactly said this, but they were talking about the series, and there was a scene that was written and shot, but not completed. Do you guys know about this? No. Did this have, did it was this woman Doctor Strange? No. Okay, so there was a scene with Doctor Strange that was shot and cut. I actually didn't know about that. That's what I had heard. So, um, but let me explain that. So this scene was taking place 
kind of in the moments around the finale, you would have had Monica with Wiccan and Speed, Billy and Tommy, go into Agatha's house, and they would get down to the basement where they were going to attempt to steal the Darkhold, okay? As they go to grab it, you hear like a cartoon commercial, it's Senior Scratchy! And then you turn, and it's a, they talked about it, this massive transformation where Senior Scratchy was going to initially be revealed to be Mephisto. Hmm. Senior Scratchy being the rabbit that Agatha has in episode two. Very interesting because then she turned around and said she had no idea who he was. Hmm. Maybe she didn't say I'm, I'm going to look. I'm finding who said the thing about this deleted scene because they also said that like, you know, while you could get excited and you might see some of the deleted scenes, they did not finish this particular scene. It had only, you know, mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> I'm not sure if the season finale was my favorite episode or not. Uh, even though it did its job and it was a pretty good wrap up of the story, uh, and it had one of the best scenes of the entire series. Uh, but I don't know. I I, I want to say that my favorite episode of the series was the the episode before that with oh Ag- the the. The reveal episode where Agatha takes uh, Wanda through her grief. Yeah, yes, that was a phenomenal, well done episode, and for for them to be have cut almost a lot of the main story out of it, just to kind of go back and dive into her character and her all the, all all of her tragedy, uh, because it added so much depth that has been missing for the Wanda character. And it, it it helped put you in her shoes, like mm-hmm. you already knew some of this, and has it's been said, but unlike uh, Tony Stark, where we got to see a lot of his PTSD and its root causes and its after effects, we haven't got to see on that deeper level with Wanda. And now we have, and that's oh yeah, that that that, that was amazing. Uh, okay, so I did find uh, who said the thing that was said. WandaVision director Matt Shackman has good news and bad news for the deleted scenes. He talked about the deleted scene involving Darcy, Monica, and the twins facing down an unnamed demon in Agatha's basement uh, that didn't make the final show. He said specifically regarding the basement scene, that particular sequence was not finished. You will not see the light of day. We abandoned it pretty early on because we were reformatting the structure of the finale and it no longer really had a place despite having done some great shooting on it. So there exists no version of that that could be released in terms of other things being released potentially. So we could see other deleted scenes from WandaVision. We also know that they just uh, released WandaVision Assemble on Disney+. Plus. And it's kind of like the Mandalorian series that takes you behind the scenes of the filming. So we might learn more from that as well. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, But I want to talk about... um, I saw this uh, yesterday. And I'm not not saying this is a bad thing. uh, Because this sort of thing is bound to happen when you you, uh, exist in this genre. But somebody with a very keen eye and located 
like the fight scenes and in, in, at the in, the in the series finale of WandaVision mm-hmm. and place them side by side, shot for shot, with scenes from Man of Steel. Oh, and you almost had the exact same sequences. Um. That, is, that doesn't mean that WandaVision was entertaining and I didn't like like all those scenes. It's just very interesting. I'm like, hmm. Cool. Because, I mean, Vision versus Vision. Right. Superman versus Zod. And, you know, and, and, and there were some similarities even with explosions and stuff. Like, hmm. Somebody was watching Man of Steel before they <laughs> mapped Let's... this one out. Dude, let's talk about the two visions for just one second Mm -hmm. because that could possibly be my favorite scene from the series is the ship of Theseus um, moment where they're floating in what seems to be like the library there in Westview and, uh, you know, figment of our imagination vision, causality vision, as it were. Uh, says that, you know, the ship of Theseus sits in a museum and as time has passed, the boards in the ship have rotted, so they've replaced those boards with brand new boards. So once all the old boards are gone, does that mean that ship is still the ship of Theseus? And it was like the whole, well, yeah, because it's still one by one has been replaced, so you're keeping the idea and the structural integrity, but we find both, all of them are, the pieces of wood are the truth as are as is the new ship essentially saying vision as the memory that he was for Wanda is still the real vision because it's the part of the mind stone that lives in her is like a recreation of his embodiment within Westview mm-hmm. and then you have white vision who is actually the physical body of vision who now could potentially do who knows what he kind of just gave up mid fight so how I kind of explain that what I'm about to say like this can be very traumatic for people because I know it would be for me but imagine you you have your wife and your kids or just in this case just a partner and you wake up one day and you're not you anymore. You remember you. But you no longer have any physical or emotional attachment to the person who you used. Then you remember it. But you don't feel that anymore. Mm. We as people can go through this kind of change. It's very... Um, uh, not often that that is very that extreme, but some people like who go through very traumatic events or go through memory loss and start coming back with some memory. Um, but they don't; they're not the same person anymore, right? Um, so with White Vision, imagine he remembers all those experiences and the fact that he a version of himself started feeling emotional attachment to Wanda. But he doesn't feel that now because that has been severed from him. And imagine if he ever comes back around and you have an interaction with Wanda 
and she has all this emotional built up attachment and he just ha- he's like I know man that's heartbreaking oh I think that we're gonna we're definitely gonna get that payoff sooner rather than later because I think we will see vision in Doctor Strange as well Probably. I think that that white vision is gonna show up uh, it's going to be some sort of MacGuffin that further sets Wanda on her path of destruction because I think Westview was a test run. And I think ultimately if Tommy and Billy don't actually exist and her mind is making her hear their voices, then she's going to go crazy and could, you know, house of M our entire planet. Or if they do exist, but it's multiverse form and then she loses those two again, but they're actually them. Like, well, a version of them, obviously. And then, but she has to actually experience losing them. Like, for re- that would be a heartbreaker that would cause her, I think, because you got to think, we've already seen her in her moments of utter grief where she doesn't know how to cope. That is how Westview became what it was, was her inability to control her powers. And yeah, she's getting a handle on those powers now but something could still trigger her emotions and deep down, you know, um, erupt this volcano. We've said it here on the show before, but I want to reiterate that Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany brought it. 100. Killed it, man. 10%, 1,000%. Both of them, you know, um, my two favorite scenes involve both of them. And it, my favorite scene, uh, two favorite scenes. Well, the first one was in the episode before, trekking back through the path and how she would dive into these sitcoms as a way to of like of escape. It's what she, what they used to do as a family. And she's dealing with her grief, and he says, "But what is grief but not love persevering?" God, it's mm-hmm. such a good line. Such a good line. Damn it. Like, how is this machine such a fucking philosopher? You know? <laughs> he does, in fact, have all of Earth's philosophy in his brain. I mean, you got to think he does have the entirety of the Internet in his existence. He did literally. Are you as telling Ultron- me that Vision is just Ask Jeeves made real? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> AI Jeeves. Bro, you want to talk about like powerful emotional scenes? Elizabeth Olsen, thanks, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. Oh, fucking mic drop! It's like, oh, oh goodness, I felt that in my loins. The scene, God, as a parent, it's yeah. fucking crushing. Oh yeah. Oh dude, them putting them to bed. And then them going into the living room, mm-hmm. and we get to witness them say good, like have another farewell, mm-hmm. right? Just like we did in Endgame, it was so traumatic. <sighs> it was ripped from them, but this time it feels different. It's on their terms, you know. So I just realized something. Go ahead. Yeah. 
everybody on the internet's overlooking. This will probably be the hot new fucking thing next week because you guys know how that works. Every time we say something here first, all of a sudden comic book is reporting that JoeSchmo.com, not us, JoeSchmo.com reported this thing. What is no one thinking about whatsoever with what happened with those kids that we should by default be trained to know? They, well, at least Wiccan, can hear his parents' thoughts. Mm -hmm. Speed has super speed, okay? Mm -hmm. And we never see the kids blipped away or, or, you know, the red stuff hit them and disappear them. We don't see them in the room. When you leave the room, it becomes about Wanda and Vision. Mm -hmm. But then at the post-credit two scene, we hear Billy, Mom, help! So just now hearing you guys talk about the crushing moment, and I was just thinking about it, like, isn't wouldn't that just be so clever, though? Wiccan is like, I hear what's happening. We're in trouble, Billy. Something bad is happening. Mom and Dad are lying to us. We've got to find a way out, and you're fast enough to do it. And we never saw those two. And that's how we hear him in the in the thing. It's not an embodiment of her imagination or a multiverse thing. It could be the multiverse for real. Maybe that's where they escaped to because that's all they knew how to do. But I don't think the kids were brought in to just also kill them in the series. I think there's long-term plans for them, especially considering Wiccan and Speed are humongous Bill, building block pillars of the Young Avengers. It makes sense to to have them there because it literally is representation for children in a series. Yeah. Oh yeah, in a series that's that's family friendly enough to encompass everybody. You know, you know, we've all said you know you know representation is important for uh, for everybody. It makes them feel involved. It makes them feel like you know this is somebody I relate with, and to have a kid. You know that's one reason why, um, why Star Wars would include something that was for kids in the movie, because that was literally part of the target audience was a kid, mm -hmm. something that they can kind of attach to. So no, so no, I, I do believe that there's more there, but that exchange between Paul Bettany and Elizabeth, uh, as they're saying goodbye, it had a. It was soul crushing, but at the same time, it wasn't. It, it wasn't sad. Yeah, it felt. It felt good. It you know, did. I, I, obviously, it didn't feel good because it mm -hmm. was sad. But like, it. it, it I, I think. Um, you know, it, it's a feeling that gives you a lot of closure. Yeah. You know, you you feel you feel like okay, every box has been checked for them at that point. You know. So I don't know. Getting but it also leaves. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Getting to say goodbye on your terms. Mm -hmm. You know, Thanos mm -hmm. took that from her. She destroyed him. Of course, now I think we know for a fact that if Wanda would have just had some goddamn runes around, she probably could have stopped Thanos single-handedly. Just saying. So uh, we got a we got a little screamer uh, going Betty bye. You want to say goodnight to the show? He has two head injuries, two brain meat injuries. Oh, it's a child. Oh, just two injuries, huh? Oh. Hi, Owen. Hi. Can you say hi? He's don't like, be... no, I want to push the shit, Dad. Yeah, Let me push yeah, all these. Yeah, things. don't be clicking buttons. You say hi. Hi. 
Ah. Let me see if I can put these headphones on you. Nope. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> he can't do that to me. <laughs> he sounded like he said "Indeed," <laughs> like Funaki. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, no, you oh. can't. No, buddy. You got to go night-night. Can you say night-night? Night-night. Oh, that was sweet. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. So there are two scenes I want to quickly jump into before I forget mode. Okay. There's... Uh, before you start that, I wanted to say what Paul says oh. to her at the end. Oh, yes. Because basically they were like, because they got to say goodbye on their terms, unlike mm -hmm. last time. And uh, that hit home with me a lot because a lot of times when you, you know, you don't always get to say goodbye. When the right lose, way. The right yep. way. Or, or anyway, sometimes it, that, that alone is taken from you and it's a shock when you lose somebody. You know, I lost my dad last year and it was just a, <laughs> you know, literally a snap. It was just, hey, guess what, kid? Your dad's dead. Boom. You know, and then with grandma, it was kind of a prepared thing. And my mom got to hold her hand and say goodbye as she slipped away. That's a, that's a completely different, two different sides of the world of that. Even though you don't want them to pass, that's still going to happen. But right. here, they get that moment together. And it, and it has a little bit of optimism, right? He said, I've been a voice with no body, a body but not human. And now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? God, that was so good. God. Well, and then the other line that he says in that to piggyback off of it was him and Wanda's like kind of last lines of he says, you know, we've said goodbye to each other before. And she says, so it, it you know, it does stand to 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 reason possibility to reason that we could say hello again. And that got me. Mm hmm. But there is a non, and I want to talk about it because it got me, non-dialogue line from Paul Bettany that was hands down the best acting in the series. Flashback to Civil War, the Civil War moment in Wanda's grief, and he sits on the bed next to her. And she's talking about like her shit and not wanting to talk about her shit and how she's sad. And, and, and there's a moment where he looks at her and then smiles and looks down and it's him feeling her grief. And that like wrecked me. I was like, Oh man, that's like super emotional. And even now I'm like a little bit emotional about it. Cause like, it's, it's very powerful to think about the character. And I've loved vision as a kid growing up. He was one of my, he's just a weird looking dude character. You know, he, he you're drawn to the weirdness, but an Android to have it come from him, this human moment where it wasn't what he said. It wasn't in the words that he said to her. It was in a look. It was in a, Oh man, like I don't know what you're going through, but I feel it. See, Ooh. This series makes me want to go back and rewatch the movies that they were in, uh, you know, Age of Ultron, Civil War, and Infinity War, just to like kind of because that's their story. Their their story is unfortunately always encompassed into larger picture stories, and so it gets a much smaller uh, blip on the radar. 
but this one series gets to highlight it and that's why it stands off as as important and what i hope to see in future marvel properties and future marvel shows that get to highlight the smaller stories but still give like these other characters time to breathe that's what made age of ultron um with for the hero so satisfying because you got uh, you got Hawkeye, Mark Ruffalo, and Black Widow character development, whereas you didn't get that in the other movies because they didn't have their own movies or anything like that at the time. It was relegated to this, and they made them more of a forefront matter in that, and that's what <clears throat> you know that, and then the introduction of Wanda and and, and Quicksilver, and then Vision, you know, make that movie worth watching because it's completely it, the other Avengers. They have their plot, but it's like they're. There's so much going on in that uh, that's hard to focus on one part, and everybody gets a little piece of the pie. And of course, that only gets even more complicated the more when you get to Infinity War and Endgame. Endgame, thankfully, most everybody was gone. So, like for the 75% of the movie, you can focus on the original ones and them getting to this point. But you know, you know that's what you know. Very rarely in in movies do you have a payoff like that where one movie has a has a, a whole last act that pays off 10 years of development of these characters. It's like, if you were just watching that movie and you're like, well, I don't know who half these people are. Why do I care about them? But when you've been following along and you see all these dudes walking through the portals, you're like, that guy, that guy. Oh, shit, that's Wanda. Shit, she's back. She's going to wreck some shit. You know? You start, like, geeking out about all that stuff. And I can't wait to see... Uh, you know, the what's what's on a deeper level with Falcon Winter Soldier? I do expect this to be more action based and more of an action movie type type deal. But uh, there's going to be a lot of other things kind of going on in the background as well, and, and I'm excited because there's things that with these two characters, uh, just like WandaVision, uh, they're mostly relegated to side little stories. Uh, other than Winter Soldier, he's obviously had a big part, and he had a big part in in Civil War too, but. You never had a story focus on just them to be able to dive into what makes these characters tick at this point and what has happened to them in the and like in their past that is that that have let them completely here. We could get new revelations. We could get uh, brand new tra- you know trajectories. And obviously, I think a part of the story is coming into grips or coming into what's to be. You know, coming onto your mantle that has been passed to you. Are you worthy of it? Right. And I'm excited to see that story play out. Definitely. We should also talk about a couple loose end things that definitely are buzzing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica Rambeau, her trajectory. Photon, bro. Pretty cool. Yeah. Photon. Well, actually, I think she's going to be Spectrum. Just based on how her powers are working, I think she's more in the Spectrum zone. They called her mom Photon. But maybe, maybe since that was just like a an Easter egg name, she'll actually take Photon her, as her first mantle. Like to honor her mom, that would be really cool. Um, but obviously, her story is feeding right into Captain Marvel two, mm-hmm. where we're gonna get right back to business. The Kree Scroll War is probably on the precipice. That movie will spawn out and into Secret Invasion, um, and then also, also Ralph Boner. <laughs> So we know the dark hold is what caused Ralph to be able to mimic Quicksilver's powers. What we don't know or can't as of right now, as fans who are witnessing this express is how Evan Peters, who we know as a different Quicksilver 
is going to only be Ralph Boner and not a bigger plotted thing. I think this is a small red herring because it seems obvious. Oh, he's Quicksilver. We're bringing him back as Quicksilver, and maybe he is going to inevitably be a Quicksilver. I don't think that uh, the Ralph Boner we saw in Westview has any of those abilities, though. I think he's just a dude who happens to look like Evan Peters, which, of course, Evan Peters playing him, so, of course, he does. But what I'm saying is is we're going to get a revelation later that maybe Evan Peters proper can come in as his Quicksilver because, as I've said it before, the X-Men verse didn't have Wanda with their Quicksilver, and we lost our Quicksilver in the MCU verse as soon as he got in the fucking thing. They killed him right away. I read something that's so, so we're going back into fan theory thing that in this series proved that all of them are wrong. So this is also probably wrong. Sure. But it was that Evan Peters character is the guy who was placed in this town under, uh, um, Jimmy Woo's, uh, his, um, yeah, the guy who he thought went missing, but the whole town was missing. When when Monica says boner, he goes Heh, boner. He just laughs at his own name, <laughs> and, and we kind of oh because it's, it's not his name. Oh, dude, I don't That's know. Amazing. I don't know. I but then that would be but great... wouldn't Jimmy? But wouldn't Jimmy then go? Oh wow, Pietro, he's right there. That's strange. But of course, no, no, because you know what. Actually, the Quicksilver from the X-Men verse was not Pietro. He was Peter. Peter. Yeah. So he could be Peter. Oh, ooh, 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 and some more ooh. This, the possibilities are endless. You guys, here's a crazy other thing let's talk about. I think if my math is correct, correct me if I'm wrong, next JIC is going to be massive. And here's why. Next week, well, this week, today's Monday, folks, so it's coming very soon. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Boof. Oh, man, four hours. I don't. We're not going to get that all watched by the time we record a podcast. Maybe, but also in that same week, the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's a very, very packed march we're jumping into right now. Um yeah, don't be surprised if the uh, if the Justice League Snyder Cut breakdown is the week after that. Total. I'm just saying fans are going to be hyped, and and we're going to you know be able to start dissecting the the real vision of this movie. <laughs> which is Bro, I'm, real, I'm hyped. Which is the Justice real vision so. then, Nate? The white one. Well, I mean, because if you if if you have, <laughs> if you have, Josh, are you gonna ship it? If you have Joss Whedon's ship of Theseus and Zack Snyder's ship of Theseus, and one was made from parts of the other ship of Theseus, but this one discarded the other parts of ship of, of that ship of Theseus, but has remnants of the original ship of Theseus that was in that ship of Theseus. This ship of Theseus was just uh, made more a whole ship of Theseus by the guy who made that ship, which is the real ship of Theseus. This is I the want, thesis of the ship of Theseus. I want my head to explode. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I'm excited to watch it simply because I'm excited for Zach. 
I'll be honest. When uh, does that come out, actually? The 15th? The 18th. Eight. So Thursday the 18th, we're getting Zack Snyder's four-hour shindig. And then Friday the 19th, Marvel's like, here's our hour or 30 minutes. Um, no, I am excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what's different. You know, I'm excited to see the different... Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the different uh, take on the movie that he... I'm not using that word again. Uh, I, I'm excited to see all the other stuff that they kind of had. It, the, it's like six chapters. Did you see the chapter titles? I haven't read the chapter titles. I'm going to try to stay spoiler-free if I can. But well, the, if you've got them... There's not spoilers. I mean... Justice. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Please. Yeah, if I can spell, <laughs> I can't spell. Chap. Not only can I cannot spell, uh, I can't talk and I can't type. You are a true blonde. I am illiterate. That's <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I have a problem. Um, all right, so chapter one is don't count on it, Batman. Sure. <laughs> hey, chapter two, the age of heroes. Chapter three, beloved mother, beloved son. Chapter four, change machine. <laughs> right on the nose on that one. Chapter five, I like this. All the king's horses. Ooh. Nice little chapter. And then the last chapter is something darker. Oh, teases dark side, bro. Something darker. Come on. I know. Uh, I'm hoping it does well, and I'm hoping that, that that people like it because if it does well and a lot of people watch it and people like it, uh, even though Zaya Snyder's like, yeah, I'm done, uh, they might do something more. And uh, if, if this was supposed to be like uh, the part two of like this buildup or whatever because you have Man of Steel, BBS, this one, and then possibly a, another part that, you know, I hope he gets to make it. I hope he gets to make it. Do they are green lighting and throwing money at everything else. Why not? I, th I think that the critical acclaim of the Snyder Cut will determine whether we get a Justice League 2 mm -hmm. directed by Zack Snyder. I agree. To say, I think they're already in talks. I think that if he did not have a beautiful vision, the HBO was not 100% behind, we would not be where we are right now. Sure. I also think that with them pumping stuff out, we've all, we haven't even really talked about it. Justice is gray. We're going to have an alternate version of this. I don't know when it's going to come out, if it'll come out the same day or not, but we'll have a gray variation of the movie that's like monochrome, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's all black and white. This is coming to theaters in, in some fashion at some point. Um, and he said when it does, it'll have an intermission, obviously, four-hour-long movie. And it, as well, it's also coming to physical uh, release as well. I wonder if that intermission will happen in a flash. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'll tell you right now, um, when it gets released in theaters, I'm going. We so. should plan to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm about that cheese. <sighs> but, guys, I thought... Just to wrap a bow on it, WandaVision, awesome. We've got big shit coming mm -hmm. down the pipe soon. Do we want to talk about anything else, dive in anything else, or riff on any other things before we uh, dip skadoodle? Well, I, I just wanted to say, you know, as, as far as WandaVision 
Skylar and I were, were having a discussion about it like two or three weeks ago because she, Skylar got very invested in the show. Um, she's always enjoyed Wanda as a character. So it, it was kind of like, um, you know, it was fan service for her mm-hmm. basically. Um, but I, I was telling her and I, and obviously I've said this multiple times now, but like how surprised I was, like how much, how surprising it is how much I've enjoyed the show. Um, I, I was, you know, my, uh, I, I, I guess, um, you know, I, I, I expected my, my expectations is what I was trying to say. My expectation of all of these Disney plus shows were that it was going to be one season just to take place in between movies. Cause obviously we've talked at length about how they can't afford. And, and, and obviously there's not enough time to crank out like six to eight movies a year. Obviously they can't do that using these shows as your intermission filler from major film to major film, you know, what a, what a fucking bang for your buck business decision that was. But I never expected to want more than, than one season. If they announced tomorrow that, that they're filming season two of WandaVision, I, I absolutely, you know, especially with how great the ending of this series was, I have nothing but incentive to watch another season you know, and it it, it kind of makes me uh, hopeful for the continuation of these shows mm-hmm. if they can somehow continue to weave them into to future stories. Absolutely, because you're going to start seeing other characters from other shows that they're going to introduce. You know, like uh, I do want to say uh, Kamala Khan's going to be in Captain Marvel 2 or the rumor, or, you know. Um, Definitely. Rambo is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. And, um, you know, these characters could also pop, crop up in Doctor Strange. We have stuff going on over there. And, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. And then there's going to be, you know, like, there's Moon Knight. What's going to happen with Moon Knight, you know? Like, when's he going to crop up and, and kind of tag along? How cool would it be, you know, there was that report that we had about Spider-Man that, you know, Charlie Cox came around and did a thing. What if they kind of do a soft reboot of the character, well, with him still playing the character, and we get a MCU series on Disney, maybe you don't go rated R with it, uh, and you kind of dial it back down a little bit, which can be done, and because they've shown they don't have to, you know, the appeal of the appeal of Daredevil was that it was so visceral, that it was you know so dark and gritty and violent, but there's so much that you, they they've shown that you can do so much more emotional storytelling and pull back on the violence a bit to be more palatable and, 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 and have it remain just as intriguing. And, you know, um, you know, Matt Murdock is a character who's primed and ready to have a deep psyche eval mm-hmm. type show and where he fits it. Cause that would be awesome. If, if literally, however they work him in, for example, if they just plucked him out of his verse and put him here, now he's a duck out of water. But it's like, like he's here, it's New York, but it's not his New York. Right. You know? So now he's coming to grips with everything. Like, that. Like to me, he did such a good job playing that character that I, I want to see more of it. And uh, we may not get it the way that we got it, but 
that would be an amazing one-off season to do and weave him into other little stories in the movies and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be amazing. They're literally doing what they did in the comics in the 60s, 70s, and 80s in television and movie form. Yeah, just rebooting in the way you need to serve the story you're telling now. Yeah. And figure it out later when you need to figure it out later when things don't go but, the way you want them to. But even with like the, the individual movies and, and, and the show, it's, it's just like I, I might have described it on the show. I can't remember if I did, but the whole WandaVision story is chapter one of the story. You know, hey, you know, uh, check out the next part of this chapter in Amazing Spider-Man number 336. Mm-hmm. And then you go to that movie and it's like, hey, we had a great ride here for four issues. Go check out the finale of this story in Doctor Strange number 125. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get the last four issues there. So it encourages you to go across these different platforms and uh, across the streams of these different. Now you never would have bought a Doctor Strange book. You're like, I don't really get this, but this was awesome. I got to go read the other Doctor Strange stories. So now they've hooked you and you're spending more money. That's what they're well, doing I think here. I- I think one thing to add real quick here too is, you know, um, utilizing that formula from, from, you know, the, the days of past of, uh, you know, the height of comic books now is it's not just a sound like business strategy, but it's almost a commitment to high quality because they can't just produce like less than stellar, Mm -hmm. um, with this point, it damages their brand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, to have to, to continue to write complex narratives like this, you know, it, it, it's a um, it's a good indication of what the quality of this upcoming phase is going to be. Yeah. And it's and the only the only problem is that when you're producing so much, it, you're bound to have something not stick the mm-hmm. landing but it it also should be uh, poignant to say, like, just because uh, uh, one of these movies or shows doesn't quite stick to landing and isn't as good as something prior, it doesn't mean that it's reflective of the entire narrative as a whole. Mm-hmm. You right. know, uh, because we had that before in phase two. We had a lot of, uh, well, not so great. But then we had Winter Soldier right along with it. It was so great, you know. And, and, and then, of course, we would build it up. But, you know, I, I just, I think back to, like, you know, you you bringing us the majestic Jugger Duck in, uh, you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and we read through that entire series and reviewed it here on the show. Go back and check it out. If if you search Jugger Duck on Google, we're one of the things that come up, and I'm very happy and proud of that. Yeah. Um, but at the end of that little story, you know, it says, you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider will continue in Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Mm-hmm. So if you bought this and you dug this, now you're going over there and he's going to be appearing in that series as a regular. So if they made a Cosmic Ghost Rider series and it was like, oh, this was hilarious. I have to. And it's like at the end, Cosmic Ghost Rider will will continue, you know, will return. And then it whether it tells you or does not and you find out, oh, shit, Guardians four, he's going to be one of the new Guardians. I'm in. I'm already in. And Magic trying to go into Guardians 4 with a whole new team. And you're like, man, I don't know, dude. They had such a great chemistry and quality. They were great. But now it's all new. And you're telling me that Cosmic Ghost Riders, one of them guaranteed, I'm in. And it's like, Agreed. you know, and, and so now you're starting a new Guardians team off with a banger. And then, mm-hmm. and, and then you're, just, you're just waiting for the fucking Jugger Duck. You're waiting. He's not going to last long, though. Longer uh, this time. He'll last longer this time. 
Okay, fair I, enough. Fair enough. All if right, your jugger duck lasts for more than four hours, call it <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will not be lasting for more than four hours. I think so. Are... Instead of the movie Tuck Everlasting, it would be Jugger <laughs> Duck Everlasting. <laughs> oh, it's a big veiny <laughs> mother quacker. Oh, I love God. it. All right, folks. Well, I think this is probably a good spot to uh, chop this episode. We are killing it, you guys. We've had a lot of awesome uh, podcasts drop in here recently. Make sure to go to the Journey into Comics podcast, journeyintocomics.com, Journey into Comics Network, on all the different podcasting platforms. Get us on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts. There's so many. Just search Journey into Comics Network. It's easy. You'll find us. Search rank them all dot rocks on Google. You'll find us. Also search rank them all on all the different podcasting platforms I just mentioned and YouTube. Also search Game Addicts Podcast. We do all the podcasts, you guys. What we kind of what we're known for here. But I think that's gonna do it, guys. Anything else you want to throw out before we roll? Negative. All right, my dudes. Well, this has been Journey into Comics. 338, the longest quickie. <laughs> I don't know if that's the episode title, but it, it kind of should be. I've been Nate. I've been TY. I've been Brando. And as always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. Quack. <laughs>